0: Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter, at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, lo Pod at gmail.com, and you can also call into the show, all five three six two. 7-1-2-8. 7 one 2, 8. On today's show, let's break down the game against the Portland Trail Blazers, which was one of the funnest games of the season. I mean, this was an awesome contest to watch. And for the Thunder, they did this without their two veteran cornerstones. George Hill was out in this game with a sprained thumb. He is apparently having issues gripping the basketball, and he's day-to-day, which I think that we're all kind of day-to-day in this thing we call life. But Al Horford was out as well, of course, back in Oklahoma City after the birth of his child. Ty Jerome is still out with the ankle sprain, and Josh Hall is out due to the health and safety protocols. For the Blazers, they also had a ton of players out. There was no CJ McCollum. There was no Yusuf Nurkic. There was no Zach Collins, and there was no Robert Covington in this game. All those guys are big contributors for this Blazers team. And in this game, Mark Degnot made an interesting decision whenever he announced his starting lineup to us. He told us that Tao Maldon would start. And that was surprising to me. I thought that you would see him go the Rick Carlisle route and start Justin Jackson to kind of keep his bench unit intact and kind of keep the rotation as normal as possible. But instead, he mentioned how he wanted to get a look at Tao playing alongside SGA and playing alongside the starting level players for the Thunder, and Dale did a really, really good job in this one. The Blazers started out with Dame, Gary Trent Jr., Derek Jones Jr., Carmelo, and Enes Kanter. This was the second game of a back-to-back for both teams, and I think that it kind of showed at times on the defensive end. That's to be expected. The Thunder have played a monstrous week and are down two of their starters in George Hill and Al Horford. So the effort that you saw tonight from Oklahoma City was very, Very encouraging. There's so many people to talk about. You know, you can talk about Isaiah Roby. You can talk about Darius Baisley getting back on track. Lou Dort shutting down. Dame Dalla. Valuable bench minutes from Justin Jackson. Ken Rich Williams. You can talk about Shea's electric third quarter. The big time threes from Poku. And Hamadou Diallo and his amazing play off the bench. But I want to start with Mark Dagnon. Because I think that what we saw today was his vision. Right? If he has the players he wants to have, if this team is built the way he wants it built, the offense you saw this team run against Portland on Monday is the offense he wants to run from now on. You saw them utilize the stretch five, and it created just this outburst from Mike Muscala, who puts up career-high numbers tonight. They were pushing the tempo at every stage in this game. There was even an opportunity for SGA to push the tempo off a free throw in which he uses his speed to just burst down the floor, get into the lane, and the entire defense collapses onto him because they don't know what's happening. The game is moving so fast for them, and then SGA is able to kick it out to a trailing Mike Muscala who hits a wide open three. In any time that you can exploit anything about a defense to create a wide-open three-point shot for a guy the caliber or better than Mike Muscala, you absolutely exploit that and take advantage of that, and they did that tonight. And so you saw what Mark wants to do, up-tempo, be versatile. How many times did you see somebody grab a rebound and push it themselves and not wait on a guard to come get the ball from them? And think about all the extra passes that were made around the perimeter to generate wide-open threes. And the ball movement was so great that with each pass, they would move multiple defenders and then somebody would overpursue. For example, the Blazers would overpursue on Baisley and Bla- Baisley would either pump fake and get a wide open mid-range shot or he'd just automatically attack to the rim and get an easy dunk or layup. The floor spacing, the tempo, the ball movement is the best brand of basketball We've ever seen in Oklahoma city. And this is exactly what Mark wants to do with the future of this team. And and moving forward, as you think about what, what players the thunder could add. And we all know that everyone loves the hypothetical trades. It's the kind of players who can do this, right? It's the kind of versatile players on both ends of the floor that can go high tempo that can score at all three levels. And you're really seeing it from the big man position. And you're seeing the way that they've built this team because even beyond Al Horford, they're asking every single center and every single big man to be able to initiate offense, either from catching the ball in the high post, setting screens, screen and roll, screen and pop, make the extra pass off the perimeter, bring the ball up the floor. And they're really utilizing this more modern style, this stretch five, welcome to the 21st century. But it was exciting watching this team have the offensive production that they did. It's, it's no surprise that 125 points is going to be exciting, but the way they got there was very good. Now, granted, Portland did not play good defense, but this Thunder team has shot open threes before, and the shots didn't fall. So, I mean, your shots were falling in this game. What, I, what I'm getting at here is that the way that you looked offensively, even beyond the box score, the way you physically looked on the floor, that is what Oklahoma City is going to accomplish under Mark Degnaut. And when you give him the tools to succeed, the way his tools succeeded tonight, you're going to play a very fun style of offense. You're going to put up points. Now for this year, with this roster, it probably won't be consistent, right? You probably won't have you will not have a, a consistent scoring outburst like this where all of your shots are falling, but eventually as you get more reliable players who can play inside of what Mark wants to do, this is the outcome that's going to that's going to come from that. This is what his vision is. So it's very exciting stuff for the Thunder. We can take this now to Darius Baisley, who had this breakout game. There was a lot of questions around him, and I've been saying he's just in a cold streak. He's just on a cold streak. And in this game, he has a lesser defensive assignment, obviously, going down low against Carmelo Anthony, who did get the better of him a couple times down low. But this was not Jimmy Butler, this was not Zion, this was not Julius Randle, this was not somebody who, who takes a lot of energy away from you and zaps that energy from you. And on the offensive end, in turn, Darius Baisley, in almost 30 minutes, goes 6-for-11, scores 19 points, goes 3-for-6 uh, from beyond the arc, 4-for-6 from the line, gets you 7 rebounds and 2 assists. And a lot of those rebounds came in the clutch and it ended Portland possessions that really could have helped them fully climb back in this game. And he put a stop to that. Darius Baisley looked comfortable. He looked like he made the adjustments. Like we've we've heard Mark talk about how the defenses have adjusted to him and how the defenses are focusing on him. And he was not he was not ready for that. You know, you you can't prepare for that until you actually see it against you. And it looked like Darius Baisley made the adjustments tonight. he was more comfortable, he was aggressive, he was relaxed, he was not pressing. There were some times before tonight where you saw him just forcing everything because he wanted to to force his way out of a shooting slump so badly. and tonight the game came to him. and who knows if this is gonna be uh, repeatable or if it's just one good game, but I think that this is the start of him breaking out of that cold spell because in this game tonight, he got to his spots for the first time since the bubble. Darius Baisley got to the spot he wanted and shot a good quality shot each and every time down the floor. He got to his spots in a lot of ways, the pump fake uh, at the three point line, then the dribble in and taking a mid range shot. He was able to blow by defenders at the perimeter because he's playing that four position and he's gotten fours on him that are just much slower than him. And he is able to use his speed and athleticism to get past them. He did that tonight. He looked more comfortable shooting those open three point shots. But while he looked more comfortable, he did look more selective. There was a play in this game where Isaiah Roby makes a beautiful pass to Darius Baisley. And on that play, Baisley has an open three, but he sees that someone is closing out hard on him. So he takes a dribble while the guy's closing out, goes baseline, and then he slams it home. And that's how he got his day started. Whereas I feel like the Baisley of a week ago or two weeks ago would have just automatically shot that because he wants so badly to see the ball go in, right, and to prove he can still shoot the basketball, but he wasn't worried about any of that. He was worried about taking what the defense gave him or or looking for an even better shot, and so he did just that in this game. This is the most comfortable we've seen him look, and it could lead to big things down the road. Finishing with 19 points on good efficiency, 54% from the floor, and 50% from deep, along with those important rebounds and you saw tonight how he can be the guy to grab a board and take it the other way that's the exact night from Darius Baisley that you're going to need to have success and you're going to need from him to allow this offense to operate at its fullest capacity now you can make the argument it was just because of the Blazers defense but I choose to ignore that part of it because I think that he's had open shots before. Like, he's he's been given these opportunities before, not just tonight against Portland, and he has not capitalized on them. And tonight, he did capitalize on them. So I think that this is him starting to turn that corner. Coming up, we have to talk about Lou Dort locking down Damian Lillard. We have to talk about Mike Muscala setting career highs. How did Teo Maldon do in his first start, the third quarter from SGA, but also something concerning about SGA? And then Poku. Gave you some good minutes off the bench with Hamadou Diallo. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Look, the Super Bowl is here. The matchup is set. My Kansas City Chiefs are into the Super Bowl for the second straight year, taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can bet on that game and all of the Super Bowl prop bets. There are so many of them come Super Bowl Sunday. You can bet on what, what kind of Gatorade people are going to pour on the coach. It's just crazy. But you can do all of that at betonline.ag. You can also bet on every single NBA game, prep bets for the NBA. You can bet on every single college hoops game. You can bet on the future and see who you think will win the World Series even. You can bet that far in advance and go there right now and bet on World Series winners. And so much more at betonline.ag. I will let you know who I had in this Portland-Oklahoma City game later on in the show for the bet of the game. But do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook book experts.
1: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
0: We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Let me tell you about Locked On Today. Get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowitz, host of Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from. This is a fantastic show. I listened to their debut show yesterday. It makes you smarter. It helps you keep up with other sports. I know that a lot of us can get caught up in the NBA and really deep in the weeds of the NBA and forget about other sports around there. But I want to keep up with the NFL. I want to keep up with baseball. And Locked On Today helps me do just that. I love it to start my mornings off with the biggest stories in sports. Peter does a great job. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Listen to that one whenever this podcast is over. So Mike Muscala really stole headlines in this game. He came off the bench and was just a flamethrower, going 6-for-10 from beyond the arc, 8-for-12 from the floor, 23 points, setting a career high in three-pointers made, which he matched his career high in three-pointers made in the first half of this game. Also got two rebounds and a steal in this one. He had that amazing Dirk fadeaway, but obviously the big deal was his three-point shooting, They used him in a lot of different ways. They used him as an off-ball guy where they just kind of swung the ball to him each time and and moved the ball around the perimeter until it found its way into his hands. They used him as a trailer where he'd inbound the ball, come down the floor, they'd pop it out to him, boom, three-pointer, away we go. And his ability to stretch the three-point line, where he's not shooting at the tape, he's shooting well beyond the the arc, really helps this team and really opens up lanes for guys to drive. And it really helps out Hamadou Diallo. And did Diallo stood out immensely in this game, especially considering the second unit he was paired with. Because if you look at the lineup on the floor, right, your your bench lineup, thanks to George Hill being out and Al Horford being out and even Ty Jerome still being out, you're just lacking a lot of depth coming into the year, and now you're missing big pieces. And so the bench lineup turns into Diallo, Justin Jackson, Poku, Kenrich Williams, and Mike Muscala. Look, there is no actual ball handler on that on that lineup. There there is no true primary ball handler amongst that group, and it goes back to Mark wanting to be versatile. But I say that because Diallo could have easily reverted back to what he was the first two weeks of the season. In the first two weeks of the season, he was taking all the pressure on himself. He was trying to force way too much on that bench unit. He was dribbling the ball too much, even though he was asked to be the point guard. He was still just doing too much out there, and he could have done that again and tried to step up again, but instead, he plays his role. He looked really good off the ball whenever they could just pass him the ball, and he get a full head of steam going to the rim. Diallo goes 5-for-8 in this game, does not shoot a single three-pointer, and scores 11 points. He also had two steals, two assists, and three rebounds. And I love watching Diallo get a rebound because it almost automatically translates into a fast break. No matter where the shot was, no matter where the rebound came off at, no matter what the opposition does to combat it, he is so fast and so athletic. He can make a mismatch out of anything whenever he grabs a rebound. I love the only eight shot attempts, even while being surrounded by that bench unit, where he doesn't try to do too much. Diallo also fell into the same struggle that most of this Thunder team did. He goes one for six from the free throw line. This team shot 60% from the line, the Thunder did. But with Diallo, this has been a bigger sample size. I mean, he is three for his last 13 at the free throw line. And we've talked about before how getting to the line can really take you to the next level as a score. Now with Shea, it takes him from a good player to an all-star player. With Diallo, it can take you from that that, that 10th, 11th man to that bona fide 6th man. But he's getting to the line, which is really good. Now he needs to start knocking them down. This could very well just be a cold streak from beyond the arc, but you should continue to monitor it because if he can not only get there, which he did six times tonight, if he can not only get there, but can start making the shots, it's a big deal. Another guy off that bench unit that played a tremendous role was Kenrich Williams. 3 for 7 from the floor, 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, but he did haul in 7 rebounds, which is good enough to tie 2nd place on this team in just 21 minutes. He had that incredible steal to go the other way for a fast break that really helped the Thunder pull away in this one. 7 points to his credit and played some really good defense. He is that ultimate hustler, that ultimate go-getter. He can be a spark plug for a team, an energy giver for a team he was in this game, I still think that there's another level to Williams's game. Because at this point in the year, he has ruined so many great passes. Like, Tail Mouth on said net before. In this game, Poku and SGA do it. They throw great passes, set him up perfectly, he's wide open in the corner, and then he can't get the shot to fall. But listen, if he can figure out a way to improve that corner three, and just reliably knock down that corner three, along with the hustle plays, along with the steals and the good defense, along with the rebounding. Then all of a sudden, you have unlocked this 26-year-old legitimate bench contributor. I'm not talking winning Sixth Man of the Year, but he can at least be your eighth, ninth, tenth guy on the on the bench, which would do so much for his game if he can just figure out how to knock down those corner threes. Now that's easier said than done. If anyone could just figure out one day and wake up one day and knock down corner threes, everyone in this entire league would do that. But if he can simply improve on that one area of his game, it takes him from a fringe NBA player that you can kind of make the case for to a solidified bench contributor, which at that point would be him reaching his ceiling. And not a lot of NBA players get to reach their ceiling. And he will have the chances. He will have the opportunity with Oklahoma city this year to put everything he has on full display. And we're still early in this season. I know it's a shortened year. I know that there's been games canceled, but this is still a marathon. We've got 72 basketball games to work through. And I think that Kenny Hessel will only earn more and more opportunity. In this game, he flew all over the court having once again valuable fourth quarter minutes. He was the reason you won against Chicago. He is the reason you won today in Portland. His rotations on those three pointers at the end of the game were the difference tonight. His scrappy rebounding was the difference tonight. Ending Portland possessions, because they were knocking down everything in the final two minutes, ending Portland possessions was huge for this team. I also like him offensively as that cutter, because you saw in this game, he made a beautiful cut baseline. Isaiah Roby, throws him a bullet pass, sets up a wide-open layup. Now, Williams missed the initial attempt, so that takes away the assist from Roby in the highlight play, but Williams did follow up that miss with a make, so it didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But I'm excited to see what Williams can turn into later on in this season. If anything, I mean, there's a world in which this is just what he is, and he's always going to be this fringe roster guy, but there's also that ability, I think, to reach his full potential and reach his shooting ceiling to where it elevates his game but we still need to talk about sga we need to talk about lou dort and damian lillard and we still need to talk about isaiah Roby, who had another really good game in this contest but i do want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years that's right 20 years ago you probably had a tough time even navigating the internet. Like you probably did not really understand how to write emails properly, but you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars, literally nothing about cars, but I can go to rockauto.com and I can plug in my make, my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I am not wasting money on parts I don't need or parts I cannot use, which in turn saves me a lot of time and money. You can also skip all those upcharges that dealerships throw at you, that local auto parts stores throw at you, and you can skip all of that by going to rockauto.com. When you go there, tell them Locked On sent you in the how did you hear about us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a favorite protein bar of mine that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LACTON, get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. The Bilt Bars are soft and easy to chew, with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They are great for the health-conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. You can use them pre workout you can use them post workout, or just as a snack, or even as a meal replacement. I think that they're just that filling, especially in the morning on your way out the door if you're still going to an office building in this day and age, which seems like a foreign concept now. But you need some Built Bar, so go there right now to builtbar.com. Promo code Locked On will get you 20% off your next order. Promo code Locked On, 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. I highly recommend the cookies and cream option. When this podcast is over, go check out Rejecting the Screen. It's hard to believe it's been a year since we tragically lost Kobe Bryant. On Rejecting the Screen podcast, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Corrales are honoring Kobe's life and career with a two-part special this week, hearing stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screens and listen this week to celebrate the life of one of the NBA's all-time stars. We are back on Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you have to give a tip of the cap in this game to Lou Dort, who goes for just uh, seven points in this one. He goes one for four from beyond the arc. After missing all of his threes on Sunday, he gets back on track uh, and starts his streak over again on Monday. But the offensive end was not a concern for me. He does get the one offensive rebound. He dishes out three beautiful assists. In total, he has three rebounds. But this... Game in these kind of games, whenever you're going up against Portland or, or teams like that, you're way more focused for Dort on the defensive end. Then you are the offensive end, and Damian Lillard was atrocious tonight by his standards. Now, if you look at just the box score and not the percentages, he had a nice little game, 26 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. If you didn't watch that game, you think that that's a pretty good line, but he got there on 36% shooting from the floor and 25% from deep, and those numbers are inflated by an incredible 15-second run from him at the end of the game. You have to tip your cap to him at the end of the game right there. But still, he was locked up all night defensively by Lou Dort. He was just frustrated, and his teammates helped him out. Give credit to Gary Trent Jr. Give credit to Anthony Simons. They really helped him out and helped carry the offensive load for Portland, as did Thunder legend Carmelo Anthony. But Lou Dort did his job and absolutely shut down Dame, adding him to the list of, of Jamal Murray and of Donovan Mitchell, and now Dame of just stars who he has embarrassed this season. And that game-sealing block that they somehow tried to call a foul, but that game-sealing block from him was special. So credit to Lou Dort for shutting down one of the most lethal scores in this league. He deserves a shoe for that, honestly. Isaiah Roby once again played very well, had 10 points at the half, 16 points in total. He grabs three rebounds, including some tip rebounds as well, out to uh, his teammates to keep the possession possession alive. One assist. He only attempts two threes, which you'd like to see that number continue to climb, but he does go one for two. From the floor, four for 11 is a bit rough, but he does get to the line seven times and goes seven for seven at the stripe one of the only players to perform well at the free throw line. He also displayed some post moves. He does miss a lot of bunnies, which I think that is kind of funny, right? Like Isaiah Roby is somehow really good at finishing through contact. He's gotten better at screening and popping. He's gotten better at post moves even and and, and working on how to break down defenders whenever he gets the ball in the paint or on the block. But then he gets these bunnies and he blows them. And so it's funny right now, but you have to imagine an NBA caliber player is not going to continue to miss wide open layups as he settles down and kind of takes a deep breath and realizes that this is not a hot streak. He's not lucky to be here, that he's earned this right to be in the NBA. He's earned this position. He's earned, you know, this rotational spot and the pressure kind of lifts off of him and he does not feel the need to, prove himself each and every night in the sense of he doesn't feel the need to cling on to any minutes and just kind of overthinks everything as he relaxes. You would imagine that those bunnies fall. And when those bunnies fall, that once again takes him up a step. And that is what this season is all about. Figuring out how each and every player can take that next step in their development and whatever wins come or losses come along the way. So be it. But SGA took over this game in the third quarter. Once again, has great efficiency, 66% from the floor, 75% from deep, just 50% from the line, including some missed clutch free throws, which we're going to circle back to. He gets nine rebounds, six assists, one steal, two blocks, and 24 points. In this game, I really enjoyed Shea getting to the paint and finishing at the rim. But I also loved his aggressiveness from beyond the arc, shooting four threes tonight, including a couple great step-back threes, which to me is one of the most enjoyable plays to watch from Shea because he just makes step-back threes look so effortless. Now, everything he does looks smooth, but the fact that he can just unload a step-back three and it looks like he hardly moved on the court and he just reacts as if nothing happened is so fun to watch. But I want to touch on the the clutch free throws. And again... We're still early, but this has been something that has plagued him all year long. And you wonder, when do we start to count this as a trend? Now, I'm still of the belief that we can kind of just write this off, right? He's missing clutch free throws right now, but there is a microscope on the first few games of the year. However, his clutch free throws almost cost you in Charlotte. They almost cost you tonight. And it is something to continue to watch for. But again, I still think you can still write this off as just a note, right? It's just a note. It's not a negative yet. We'll figure out where this stands in about three months when we do have a larger sample size. And then Tao Maldon in his first start looked very comfortable. And that's a big deal. And I don't really care about the stats for Maldon yet. Like, I just do not expect him to have amazing stat sheets, right? Because he's a rookie, he's 19 years old, and he's still trying to acclimate himself with America, much less NBA basketball. Did not have the best shooting night efficiency-wise from the floor, but if you only look at uh, his three-point shooting, he does go two for five, 40% from beyond the arc. Also grabs four rebounds, dishes out four assists, had a couple more potential assists that did not get capitalized on. And then also in this game he displayed something I've touched on before. And I've talked about how I did not give personally, I did not give tail enough credit defensively coming into this year because the big knock on him had always been his athleticism and his burst. And those are things you need to be quality defenders at this level. And so I kind of thought, okay, well then, you know, his defense is a bit behind watching some film overseas. His defense did not jump off the page at you, but, He's a very smart basketball player, and he understands the game and understands where he needs to go, and in turn, that allows him to compete defensively. There was a play in this game where Dort got wiped out by a screen, and it was one of those screens where you have not only the ball handler, not only the screener, but a third player in this kind of triangle-type formation where they just kind of happen to be clumped up together, and thus, you have three Thunder defenders as well. And so Dort gets totally wiped out, and now you have two against three. And Teo Maldon made the perfect rotation. He drops down to Enos Kanter. Isaiah Roby falls over to the ball handler. Lou Dort recovers back to the screener. That possession obviously ends in a Teo Maldon foul against Enos Kanter because it's a terrible mismatch. But the ability to on-the-fly diagnose that play in real time was impressive from a 19-year-old. Poku had a good night going two for four from beyond the arc and really calmed down a bit shooting-wise. Like, he did not just jack up shots. He was kind of trying to find more of a rhythm and balance. And you're seeing him each and every day mature in that way, which is big. You're getting to see him develop right before your eyes. Also has the three rebounds and the two assists in this game with the block. And once again, he's using his length very well defensively. I do think for the last point on this game that Justin Jackson deserves a hat tip. Now, he only goes two for five from the floor, but he goes two for two at the line to pour in six points. He got you some rebounds, got you an assist, and he played an overall solid 16 minutes. Those minutes were not negative for him. I don't mean the plus minus. I just mean that like he did not make negative plays. He did not make plays that were, quote-unquote, losing plays where it is a detriment to your team. No turnovers, no bad shots, played competitive defense, was able to steal 16 minutes in a game you desperately needed it. And so he'll always be an up-and-down player, he'll never have the flashy box score, but the professionalism of Justin Jackson to be out of this rotation for 90% of this season so far, but be ready to give you 16 solid minutes any given night, is a trait you have to tip your hat to. The MVP of this game for me is Darius Baisley getting back on track. The bet of the day outcome, I bet Blazers minus five. I was clearly wrong as the Thunder won outright. The Moneyball outcome, I had Mike Muscala and I was a winner in the first quarter with Mike Muscala. He was amazing for beyond the arc. But it is now time for the cringiest segment in all of podcasts. It's the mock headlines where I give you my very best headlines that you can laugh at or you can just laugh at me. So either laugh at the headlines or laugh at me, but I've got Plenty for you after this game. Normally, I only do one mock headline a game, but this game was special, so we'll do many more. So, buckle in. Here we go. Mock headline number one Shoe you the door, Thunder take out Blazers. Instead of show you the door, Shoe you the door, Shoe you the door. Next one I'll Shoe you, Thunder get better of Blazers. Instead of show you, I'll Shoe you. Get it? Next one. It's gotta be the shoes, Mike. Muscala pours in. Six threes in Thunder win. The next one. Blue suede shoes. Thunder beat Blazers. Get it? Because the Thunder, they're blue. Blue blue suede shoes. Anyway, shoe in. Last one. Shoe in. Thunder top Blazers. Obviously, all of these are mock headlines about Damian Lillard making that ridiculous shoe about the first-round playoff win he got over Oklahoma City, in which she's never beaten the Thunder again and had a worse record than Oklahoma City last year and just lost to a quote-unquote tanking Thunder team this year. Let me know your favorite mock headline and also produce your own if you want to on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Shoe the door or it's got to be the shoes, Mike. Might be my two favorite right now of all the mock headlines I did. Believe me, I spent a lot of time on that throughout the game. But again, follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-O-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. We will be back tomorrow to talk about some NBA news happening around the league. Could the NBA implement an All-Star game again, which we thought was a no-go for this year? Should the NBA continue these baseball-style series we're seeing around the league? We will preview the game against the Suns to conclude this road trip and so much more, so subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcasts from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.